Sit Down New South Wales, we have a new king of economic growth in Australia. And it's not the state you would expect. It isn't Western Australia with its world-class mining sector. It isn't Victoria with its vibrant professional services scene. It isn't South Australia with its undeniable manufacturing might. And it isn't Tassie. For the first time in 13 years, Queensland has been crowned the leading state in ComSec's State of the States report. Queensland's economic growth this quarter was 34.7% above the decade average. It exceeded the national growth average in 5 out of 10 of CBA's economic indicators. Its population boomed more than any other in Australia. We have a new diamond of the Australian economy. Queensland's mighty performance in mining, construction, manufacturing and tourism have proved without doubt that it is a crucial engine of growth in Australia. But why are we only just turning our attention to the Sunshine State? Welcome to our latest episode of In Debt with Ulrika Lobo. I'm the director of Sparrow Loans, a private lending business in Australia. In the past, Queensland's growth figures have been hampered by diversification. Queensland's vibrant multi-sector economy is both its greatest strength and biggest weakness. Think of its economy like a state of origin team. You could have the most expensive players with the best training and the best stats, yet if they have a weak season, they could drag down the performance of the whole team. Queensland relies on a mix of physical exports and domestic services. Mining makes up 11.7% of its economy, followed by healthcare at 8.6%, construction at 8.1% and tourism at 5.4%. These are like the superstars of the Maroons. You can think of the mining sector as its team captain. It has a great record for scoring tries and on the pitch, it's a heavy hitter. Of all the players, natural resources has received the most glory. We've got iron, gas, copper and coal galore all the minerals that manufacturing and energy sectors need across the world. If someone were to ask, show me where the money is, we would probably be best to lead them down a mine shaft or onto an oil rig. But commodities also have their off seasons. Mining is a price sensitive industry with the fortunes of its big players heavily dependent on international prices. It has moved between boom and bust over the past few years, especially as the pandemic crunched economies around the world. In 2020, global demand dropped by 4% and the price plummeted to less than 50 US dollars a barrel. We haven't seen these declines since World War II. Queensland is also a key international supplier of gas, exporting 23 million tonnes of LNG in 2020 to 21. When international prices plunge, as they did between 2014 and 2016, it weighs down heavily on the economy. So how does this tie in with our diversification problem? Commodity prices are not always tied with the other moving parts of the economy. This is the core of Queensland's diversification problem. Many of its industries don't play nicely with the business cycle. So while coal and gas prices nosedived at different points of the pandemic, financial services and merchandise boomed. This is also true of tourism, which ground to a halt over the pandemic. Without tourists spending absurd amounts of money on souvenirs, Great Barrier Reef tours and Gold Coast resorts, the state lost a huge capital injection. However, the tide is turning. 
Queensland's ships are loaded with coal, its tourism sector is rebounding, and services have seen a boom in business. Diversification is now working in Queensland's favour as its superstar players start to show their worth and flex their muscles. Energy prices have surged to record highs, opening the door for greater surpluses for the Sunshine State. The Department of Industry's quarterly report said resource and energy export earnings would hit a record of $425 billion in 2021-22, and metallurgical coal exports would hit $60 billion. This is a remarkable rise of $36 billion on 2020-21. The rebound in prices has more than righted the ship for Queensland. It has given the economy an enormous burst of energy, which has propelled the state to the top. The improved fortunes in mining will create a net operating surplus of $1.9 billion for 2021-22. Furthermore, strong population growth in Queensland has spurred on unprecedented economic activity, propping up high investment and demand despite rising interest rates. It recorded an annual population growth rate of 2%, which is 30% above the decade average. Population growth is an important driver of the broader economy. It especially benefits retail spending and housing demand as it increases the number of available buyers. Throughout the pandemic, thousands of Australians packed up and moved interstate to Queensland. Within a year, Queensland saw more than 90% of net interstate migration. Nearly 40,000 people made the switch, representing the largest increase in over 15 years. There was a mass exodus from Sydney and Melbourne. People were drawn to the good weather, better work-life balance, and exciting job opportunities opening up in the Sunshine State. Queensland's population growth has put many of the economy's moving parts on a path to growth. Retail spending was 16.4% higher than the decade average, and that reached $20 billion. Housing finance reached $3.2 billion, and equipment investment grew to nearly $3.5 billion. Queensland's strong performance across the board has also shored up its labour market. With unemployment at 39.4% below its decade average level, Queensland has Australia's strongest labour market. These figures highlight just how quickly Queensland's recovery has been, with opportunities opening up for businesses and investors at lightning speed. We can say Queensland has great momentum going into 2023. The Sunshine State is expected to record economic growth of 2.5% in 22 to 23 and 23 to 24, despite a global slowdown. The fundamentals of its economy are strong and commodity prices are surging to record highs. It will also benefit in the short to medium term from a growing population. With new people comes new capital, and this injection will help maintain high business activity. This is why the Queensland government's budget surplus is expected to reach a record high of $5.2 billion this year. This will reinforce its already strong labour market and give the economy greater resilience as interest rates rise and inflation continues to eat into people's purchasing power. Furthermore, the government has taken steps to keep its economic fortunes positive. It doesn't need a clairvoyant to see that forward planning is wise. As such, Queensland is seen to reinvest much of its windfall resource profits. It has committed billions into regional and city infrastructure projects, which will lift the construction industry and provide employment to thousands. The staple of its investment plans is a $62 billion energy and jobs plan 
to bolster its renewable energy capabilities. Despite its stellar economic performance, there are many challenges ahead for Queensland's economy. The emergence of new COVID variants, war in Europe, and a world economy teetering on the edge of recession poses unprecedented threats to growth. We can only wait and see whether Queensland's strong recovery today has immunised it against the pressing problems of tomorrow. That's all for this week. I hope you enjoyed that. Stay tuned for next week's episode. This is In Debt with Ulrika Lobo, and I'll see you here next week.